I cannot believe it. Empowered is officially available in the Amazon store. The pre-order is over and now is your time to get it. Guys, it has five stars on Amazon and is the top 100 of journals. I'm like over the moon about this. Like I thought it was such a crazy time to be putting out a book, but in turn, it turns out that it's like the best time. People are seeking less confusion, more clarity, more empowerment in their lives. And if you are looking for that, head on over to the link in the show notes and check it out. I'm super happy. Are you happy? Welcome to the BU Find Happy Podcast. Here you'll find tips and tricks to inspire you on your way to happiness, to live a courageous life of authenticity, and learn how to speak your truth with grace. I'm Michaela Johnson, and welcome to our podcast. It's, it's so good to connect with you on the BU Find Happy podcast, and I know we're going to chat all things stress relief today, um, which, gosh, is there a better time to talk about that? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, Michaela, it's so, so, so much of a pleasure to be on your show and to, uh, I appreciate your listeners uh, tuning in. And um, I would love for you to share a little bit about, you know, who you are and what you have going on so that the listeners have a little bit of your backstory as well. Sure. So um, I basically, uh, I started doing stress relief work about two years ago. Uh, it was it basically is because I burned out myself with, uh, with work and other responsibilities. But what ended up happening was, is that it took 10 years before my body broke down. Um, you know, I, I, I started uh, noticing stress having an issue with me about in 2008, basically, um, it was a perfect storm of stressful activities culminating in, in my diagnosis with stress-induced diabetes, but I didn't listen to my body about what stress was doing to it, and it took another 10 years of burning the candle at both ends until uh, I ended up in the emergency room and then uh, an extended stay in ICU uh, with uh, a severe case of diabetic ketoacidosis, which for your listeners mm. who don't know... My body was eating itself alive because of my stress, and so I knew I had to to do something different. And uh, so now I'm now I'm helping others uh, try and uh, avoid my my pitfall. And it's it's a challenging thing because uh, we keep pushing ourselves, especially hard driving leaders, who uh, you know don't don't think that it's going to happen to them. And uh, and I'm trying to 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 help change that uh, that. Uh, thought that it can't happen to you. You know, you're so right. And I think there's so much to stress. And I know that when I'm working with my clients, I show them, you know, kind of like a baseline stress. And then what happens Mm -hmm. when we escalate stress and then continue on at that escalated stress level as our new baseline and never kind of reset and bring our system back down to true um, stress reduction levels. And Um, one of the things that I'm really afraid of is, and I've seen this so immensely of late with COVID and, and on this podcast in general, you know, COVID has kind of skirted the surface of dialogue because everything that we're talking about, um, on this podcast is things that people should be doing anyway in the way of, um, improving their quality of life, 
regardless of whether there's a, you know, pandemic floating through the universe. But, um, I think that the, the effect of coronavirus on people's stress levels is going to create a very sick population. Can you talk a little bit about that? What are your thoughts about COVID, corona, and everything that's going on in the nation as it pertains to stress right now? Well, you're, you're, you're uh, right on in terms of uh, allowing this stress to, 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 to get to us. I mean, for me, uh, being a diabetic, I, I wear a glucometer that shows me um, in almost real time what stress does to me with my glucose numbers. Uh, it's, it's, but, but, but for people who, uh, who don't know that, one of the things that I'm doing with a lot of my clients is I'm trying to help them realize that you can't do anything about COVID in terms of what the government is doing, what your company is doing in terms of responding. You can only take care of yourself. And that's really um, a fundamental mindset that you have to, to, to realize because you know, our, our human nature is that we're going to stress about all aspects of a stressful situation. But in reality, there's only a portion of it that we can actually affect change and have control over. So I try and educate people about, especially with COVID, about realizing that uh, you can't control things that are beyond your control. So you should only control what is in your control. So in other words, the most effective thing you can do there is to realize with COVID, there are two lists. One list is what you can control and one list is what you can't control. So as I mentioned earlier, the things about COVID, you know, how the government's going to respond, how your company's going to respond, how your coworkers are going to respond, how your family if you're living, you know, at home and, and, you know, you, this is the first time that you've had to spend extended time at home with you, with your, with your family. Those are things that really, um, how other people respond to it. You can't control that, but what you can control is your own mindset, uh, how you deal with it yourself. And the key is when you focus your attention on things that you can control, then you can affect change. And when we feel like we have more of a level of control, our stress goes way, way down. But we really have to stop focusing on everything that's out of our control and, and listening to all the negative that the media likes to cover about this. Because I, you know, I was a marketing major in college. And the fact of the matter is, the negativity is what sells ratings. And so if you sit there and you're like, oh my gosh, more people have died. Oh my gosh, the economy's crashing. Oh my gosh, I don't know what's gonna happen with my company. Those things will just drive you nuts. And if you though think about, okay, well, you know, I am, I've got to focus on my own projects. I've got to focus on my own family. I've got to focus on what I can do to be there for my family, my friends. Um, and I can only control and change things that are under my control. Then all of a sudden you start taking a more positive role in your life. And that is the mindset that can help you get through a pandemic like this. 
Well, I tell you, I was engaged um, in a lengthy email thread. Uh, I, I sit on a board for a, a nonprofit and my nonprofit runs underneath that board. And uh, the gravitational pull to negativity is overwhelming. <laughs> and, yeah. and I think it's especially astounding when people are in a space of fear. Yes. I think that mm-hmm. uh, that guttural instinctual response for survival can sometimes be so insanely powerful. I see this all the time working with clients um, in relationships, you know, when that guttural fear of attachment or abandonment or whatever comes up, they can't think positively. They cannot think rationally. Um, Mm -hmm. They have such a hard time going into a space of the thought of what I can control and what I can't control. They just want to change everybody else, you know, (laughs) (laughs) it's, it's that control freak in us. And there's a couple of things that I, 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 that come to mind, especially when talking about fear, because, you know, as, as you, you're well aware of, uh, fear and love are at the polar opposites of our emotions. And when we focus on fear, what I, what I like to remind people is that fear is really just an acronym. And the acronym is fictional evidence appearing real. Because if you think about that, I'll repeat that again, fictional evidence appearing real. What we do is we, we focus so much on what possibly might happen, but it hasn't happened yet. And you know, so like what you're talking about with relationships, oh my gosh, my relationship is going downhill. Well, maybe that's how you're feeling, but is that what the other person is feeling? You don't know. You're, 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 you're making assumptions and looking at the negative. And what I like to look at is, and it's, it's a really powerful question, especially when we're thinking about, we're, we're focusing on the fear, whether it be a relationship, whether it be um, thinking about a new career move, things like that. I like to, 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 to ask people this simple question, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? So think about that as a the 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 the, the you know the energy around a question like that. What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Because it opens up the possibilities with a relationship, with a career, um, with you know getting money, things like that, and you start thinking about possibilities as opposed to oh my gosh you know, I can't possibly be uh, someone who can attain that. It's, it's the universe wants us to be successful. The universe wants to provide us what we want. The problem is that the universe doesn't know positive from negative. And so when we continue to think about negative stuff, it's going to say, oh, you want more negativity? Well, here you go. So, you know, it's, it's a, perfect, uh, a, a perfect example is if we're running late and we start stressing about being late. You're telling the universe, oh, you wanna be late? So I'm gonna give you every red light on your drive to your appointment, for example. It's just, we pile it on ourselves and we don't realize we do. And the same works for positivity. If we think about the positives and we are grateful for the positives, we are going to bring more positives into our life. Well, I'll tell you what, I, um, I said something hilarious to my husband the other day, we were, you know, out in the garden or whatever. And I said, um, man, I said, there was something I wanted to be anxious about. 
And he goes, what? <laughs> he goes, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, there was something I really wanted to stress about for a minute. And he's like, I don't understand. And I said, well, it's, you know, I can feel it underlying on my chest right now. So I think if I just go stress about it for a few minutes, <laughs> then I'll get through it and realize there's certain things I can change and do different. And there's some things that I can't change at all and have no control over. And then I'll feel a lot better. And I literally went and stressed about it for a few minutes and I felt so much better. I was like, okay, I stressed it out. And, um, now I know what I can actually do in, in the way of forward action and moving forward and what is completely not going to be worth my time to ruminate on. Oh, and- I love it. I love it. I love it. It, 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 it reminds me, you know, there's people laugh because I say, if you really need to, on a daily basis, schedule worry time, you know, block it out in your calendar. Exactly. Exactly. Say, okay, so you did exactly that. It, it's just, you know what, uh, from, you know, if it's in the evening or during the day or something, it's for 10 minutes, I'm just going to worry about whatever it is I need to worry. And then you have to have the, 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 the mindset and the discipline to say, okay, I gave my, my 10 minutes to worry about that. Now I got to let it go. And, and have the gumption to move on. And I, I, I do the worry clock too. I'm a firm believer of that. I will say yesterday, I had a very interesting experience after kind of being involved in this email thread of negativity Uh (laughs) of, Uh you know, news articles and this and that being kind of shared back and forth where I kept trying to come forward in this positive way. Um, and I felt that rabbit hole spiral ended up researching the 1918 Spanish flu and mask requirements. Uh, And, you know, it's crazy how fast mm -hmm. you can get yourself in that space. And, um, we ended up watching the floor is lava, which I am super geeking out on Netflix right now. And, (laughs) um, I felt so much better. I felt so much better. I was like, that's exactly what I needed was just a complete and total distraction. I think sometimes we have to just completely do something different, like like literally put the hammer down and say, I'm stopping right now and I'm going to do something different. And it's so hard to do sometimes. Oh, it is because you just, you start getting into that, as you say, the rabbit hole or, you know, circling the drain. It's, it's so easy to uh, have, you know, start reading about stuff. That's like, oh my gosh, it's compelling. It's kind of like, you know, being in a traffic jam and, you know, you look and you see some, a car on the side of the road that might have been in an accident, and we don't want to see the blood and guts, but we can't help. We got to look at it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, it's mm-hmm. human nature. And I it just, I, 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 it's amazing how, you know, if, if we were to focus just on the positives, unfortunately, that won't sell uh, news articles because, you know, we're not drawn to the negative, to the positivity. We're drawn to the negativity. And it even goes with, uh, I, I did my research years and years ago on uh, word of mouth and, you know, the spread of word of mouth. And unfortunately, what I found in my research, which, which was backed up in, in other research on this, on this particular uh, area, is that like, let's say if we have a, a positive experience with a vendor, we're likely to tell maybe two, three people. But if we have a negative experience with a vendor or, you know, or a restaurant or something like that, we're going to tell 16 people. And 
online because you know the online stuff was starting to come out at that point it's it goes into the hundreds if not thousands because we you know the the negativity starts to spread and it, it just provokes something whereas the positive it's kind of like oh yeah that's nice nice to know that there's a positive venter out there <laughs> um true of the nation in general right now yes Exactly. Completely true of everything that I'm seeing with people's reactions to their negative emotions in general. It is, yeah. it's, it's unbelievable. And I bet if we did a study on Yelp, we would find your statistics to be exactly accurate. Yes. Yeah. Um, the other day, yesterday, uh, I was at a, a fabulous restaurant that I had frequented at the beginning of COVID. Um, and then of course it shut down and all of that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. And mm -hmm. our waiter was so phenomenal. Uh, well, yesterday I was in there and the lady introduced herself as the owner. And I said, well, since you're the owner, I just have to tell you about this wonderful experience I had with, with your waiter. Um, and she actually said, well, thank you for telling me that. And he had been promoted recently to manager. Um, mm. But I thought, you know, how lovely that uh, other people perhaps saw his, his spirit and his value. And he had, you know, gotten a promotion from that. And I think it's important when we do have those positive experiences, because that also reduces our stress, uh, by boosting our oxytocin. Isn't that true? Absolutely. Like, uh, Absolutely. yeah. So taking that time out to even, um, share something positive in that way can reduce our stress levels. Absolutely. And you know, it's interesting about boosting the oxytocin, the one of the things that's it's going to be crazy though um, for some of your listeners to hear hear about. But one thing that I like to do um, with with people is to remind them of the power of laughter. And you don't have to have something funny to get the benefit of it. Um, what I mean by that is, let's say you know you were mentioning about this negative email string that you were having, you know. The next time that uh, some you, you receive a bad, you know, a negative email, what I what I like to do is I like to say, well, okay, take a look at that email, and before you start absorbing it, try laughing at it, and I mean force laughing. And the reason is is because if you do about a forced laugh like a, <laughs> and you do it for about twenty to thirty seconds, what happens is, is you get the benefits of laughter in your body and the calming and the, and the health benefits from that. The thing is, is you don't have to have a real funny thing like a, you know, kitten video or a joke or something like that, because our body doesn't realize the difference between a forced and a real laugh. It only knows that you're laughing and it excretes those endorphins. And so what I suggest is next time that you get the negative text, the negative email, uh, you know, or let's say you receive a bill you didn't expect to, and it's like, oh gosh, and we start going down that rabbit hole we were talking about earlier. Instead, we laugh at it, and then we go ahead and we take action with it. The reason is, is because we'll be in a better place mentally and physically to deal with the stress associated with that negative message and it all it takes is 20 to 30 seconds of just forced laughter and you get the benefits i love that i also have a nine-year-old so <laughs> we do a lot of this i mean we're total goof nuggets as is but 
uh, we, we've often been caught laughing and, you know, dad will come in and he'll say, what are you guys laughing at? And we're like, we don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) We just started laughing at something and it's going on and we're not even sure what we're laughing at. anymore. (laughs) It's true. It's true. It it, it usually for me, especially with my kids when they were smaller, because, you know, it was great age at nine and, and earlier, uh, you know, it's it, especially when it's get later at night when you're tired. It's even easier to laugh at something that makes complete no, nonsense and and is, you have no reason. <laughs> isn't that true? On my um in my old Instagram, I had to restart my Instagram, but on my old Instagram, I had started a story at the beginning of the COVID thing called Apocalypse, and it was just <laughs> oh, what a great name! <laughs> hilarious, like things that I thought that I randomly thought of while I was in the shower that made me laugh hysterically. And then I would just post them up. And, um, <laughs> I think a lot of people thought I was crazy or minimizing. And I often probably am taken as, you know, callous minimizing because I do find laughter as a primary source of stress relief always have. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, if you can't laugh at it, then what are we living for? You oh, know, isn't we... that so true? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I like that. I like the idea of the forced laugh and, um, wow, I, I can see so many useful benefits to that in the workplace, mm-hmm. um, and in just various different settings, you know, um, what else do you recommend for people that are simple? I know you have a stress relief model that only takes a few minutes a day. What mm-hmm. else do you recommend? Mm-hmm. Well, it depends on on the situation. I mean, there's so many, many different things that you can do. But one of the things, and probably one of my favorite, is just simple gratitude. Um, And what I mean by that is we make it so quick, easily to say, oh, my gosh, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't have as big of a house as, as somebody else, or I don't have as fancy of a car, or, or my job is, doesn't have as good of a title as somebody else. Being grateful what, for what you have has an amazing power to help, so help get you more of what you want instead of looking at, you know, the classic glass half empty. And I love uh, talking about gratitude as well as uh, what um, others, you know, other authors have called the remember the lottery. And it's so easy, you know, to wake up in the morning and go, oh, I got another day of work or oh, it's another day. The fact of the matter is that there has been approximately 117 million people who have ever lived on Earth. And there's about 7.7 billion people that are alive today. What that means is if you're alive today, you have already won the lottery. And there, you know, 14, simple math, 14 out of 15 people who have ever lived uh, on earth do not have the opportunity to live today. They are already dead. And to say that this is an opportunity for, to make your life different. As, as you said, Michaela earlier, what, why, you know, it makes life worth living. Well, if you don't, you know, if, if all you're going to do is focus on the negative, then you're wasting the opportunity. And what I like to ask people too, when they're feeling like this is to ask themselves a simple question. Is there anyone else in the world having it worse than you today? And honestly answer that it then starts getting you focused on 
the right things, what is important in life. So it's it's a matter of gratitude first. That is that is a huge, huge mindset change because my wife and I, every night, we have a gratitude exercise and we look at what happened uh, during the day and we just say, what are you grateful for? And it doesn't have to be anything huge. It could be grateful for the roof over our head. It's grateful for having the opportunity to have a meal together. It's grateful for having a conversation with one of our kids. We had one this morning, so I'm sure that one is, uh, is going to come up um, uh, in, our, in our gratitude exercise tonight. It's just the simple things. And it, it just, you know, you just keep on thinking about what is it that you're grateful for? And rather than, you know, what am I, what, what, what don't we have in our lives, which is the glass half empty mentality. I, I just posted on Instagram Sunday about how we've been um, in the evening, we've been roasting s'mores or having mm-hmm. a little ice cream treat and, um, you know, I posted about how as a young girl, I remember sitting on the Davenport with my grandma and grandpa and they would, you know, we would have ice cream and we would have conversations. And those are some of my fondest memories. And I think one of the greatest things that has come of all of this chaos in the world is a lot more time at home together doing those sorts of things for me. I know for some people that's like their living nightmare, but um, for us, you know, we would have been running to different sporting events or we're big avid adventure travelers. So we're usually gone. Um, And so it's really kind of given us that opportunity to slow down. And the other night we said, you know, this, this is something that we should really be grateful for this special time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we find ways to do that every day in our just general conversations. And it's funny how gratitude shifts. Sometimes I'm thankful for a toaster that works <laughs> you know, um, because for five days prior, I was cursing a broken toaster and finally got one that worked or something, you know? So I think that, um, like what you said about simplicity is key. It does not have to be a big major, Oh, I'm gratitude. You know, I have so much gratitude for this, or I'm so grateful for that. It can just be simple recognition for something that's going well in the moment. It's absolutely true. And, and you know, I, I started doing this uh, based on a book that I, I read, uh, Rhonda Burns Magic. And, you know, the book takes you through 28 days of gratitude for different areas of your life. And, you know, it's so important because, um, you know, if you, if, if you can get into the habit of it, like I've, I've managed to do with my wife, it really can have an effect. And, you know, you had asked about the Lighten model that I, that I developed on long-term stress relief. It's all about coming up with, uh, an, you know, a habit of realizing, okay, is there a technique or two that works for you and only takes a minute or two? That's what you focus on because over time, if you even focus just one or two minutes a day on your stress relief efforts, you will have long-term benefit, but you have to start. You have to start. And, you know, the, 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 what I, what, why I, I focused on that was because 
before uh, I wrote my book, it was too many books about one activity, but you'd have to take read 300 pages to come up with whatever it was that the book was trying to 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 emphasize. And for me, it's more like, here's the real world. You're walking into a, a, a challenging meeting or a presentation and you're stressed out and you need just to try something uh, and you have one or two minutes before that event. And that's that's the whole whole, whole uh, uh, process of, of, of figuring out one or two activities that work for you and just run with those. I like that. I was, I'm recently um, picked up, re-picked up. Um, I hadn't read it in years. Hold me tight. Dr. Sue Johnson, she's an emotionally mm-hmm. focused therapist and I do a lot of couples work. So I was rereading that book um, and two things stood out to me. One of them was that um, Charles Darwin used to stand at this aquarium where this hammer type like thing would come down and he would try to prevent his gut instinct response to come up. Like he would try to talk himself out of his emotional response and that in one two hundredth of a nanosecond, um, we can go into that space of uh, fight, fight, freeze, kind of the cortisol pumping through our blood, our adrenal system firing off like a rocket. Um, And, you know, I think one of the biggest stressors that we can have in life is how the people in our lives, our friends, our family, especially spouses, children are, are reacting to something and we can so quickly be triggered without even recognizing it. What do you, what do you encourage for people who maybe are having gut responses to something someone else is doing in the moment? Yeah, it's one of a great, a great uh, process there is, um, to, to, to be mindful. And, and one technique that you can use is called the uh, stop method. And the, you know, it's so, you know, if, if you're talking about being around somebody and, you know, that you've just had some sort of negative encounter that, um, with an individual, and this is, you know, this is whether, you know, it's, it's somebody that you are, um, uh, working with, or it's somebody that, you know, is a family member, a child, you know, it could be a friend who's having a, 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 you know, an issue or something like that. What you do is you do the STOP method and the STOP is another acronym. And what, what the S stands for is just, you know, you just stop what you're doing and you feel your emotions being triggered. And what you do is you excuse yourself for a moment. You know, I need to go to the bathroom or I need to take a quick walk, whatever it is, whatever you feel comfortable about. That's, you just have to separate yourself. And you then you do the T, which is um, you take a few breaths. So it's a few deep breaths, which is very, very therapeutic for your body. And then the O stands for observe. And you observe what's going on inside your mind and body, your thoughts, your emotions, and what physical response you actually wanted to normally or trigger that you would do normally. And then the piece just stands for proceed once you've processed your physical and mental reaction. Um, so what happens is even if it, you do this for just a few seconds, chances are you're going to respond in a way that you won't regret later because it's so easy for us to be triggered and get into an argument with someone or say something that we will forever regret. We've all done something like that. And this is a way for us to have 
control over that situation more and not say something that we would regret for ever or for you know for years let's say so uh, that's that's one thing that i would i would suggest is the stop method i love the stop method and funny true story uh just like a week ago i was taking a very deep breath and my husband walked in the kitchen and he says uh oh are you upset about something <laughs> 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 and uh so he, it's it's interesting how he's come to recognize me taking a deep breath as my resetting process and that's just furthering that point of how quickly in that nanosecond we recognize reactions for our own survival you know he knows oh, yeah wow when she breathes like that she's usually in some level of anger and that affects me <laughs> 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 well, it's kudos to your to your husband for realizing that too, because you know how often would it be where you know the person who's who uh, we're in a relationship with will all of a sudden just get agitated as well and 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 throw throw you know gasoline on the fire as opposed to being mindful enough to realize ah okay you know I see see uh, you know my wife is is acting like this I know that I need to respond in the appropriate way, which is, you know, it's, it's much more healthy than, you know, I, I grew up in an extremely dysfunctional childhood and, and, uh, you know, it was always just these fights and screaming and throwing things and furniture getting turned over. (laughs) That's not, not healthy for for a kid to have to experience. Yeah, it's it's incredible too how breathing really can just calm the entire central nervous system. I mean, even if I'm feeling just a little bit agitated in the car, or if I'm feeling um, sad about something, or if I'm feeling anxious, like just a few deep breaths, like truly deep breaths. I mean, you you can literally almost feel everything just coming down. Oh, huge, huge! It's it goes hand in hand with the laughing, and interesting that you say about the drive. You know, um, in the deep, deep breathing method, one of the things that uh, I learned was that when you see somebody who, let's say, cuts you off in traffic, uh, you know, our normal reaction would be to uh, get mad at them or they're speeding and they're driving crazy down the the, the road and, and you get mad at them for driving recklessly. But what we don't realizes what is going on in that person's life you know if the person is driving really fast down the road is it because he or she is trying to get to the hospital because there's somebody a a loved one has either gone into labor or has been in an accident or something like that we don't know we make assumptions and therein lies where we create our own stress because we do it to ourselves making assumptions when we don't know all the information. And like the flip side of that. And I remember when I was going for my, um, to get my license as a psychotherapist, it's a grueling like eight hour exam. Mm, And my supervisor said, um, you know, if you're feeling anxious or stressed, do a bunch of jumping jacks in the parking lot. Um, because she said that the running can, um, calm the central nervous system as well. And one of the things that I uh, firmly believe is that I ran my first marathon because I was running my stress away. Like I started training by just running until I stopped thinking Mm -hmm. and then I would turn around Mm -hmm. and run back. (laughs) 
And uh, so I think that the flip side of the deep breathing can be strenuous breathing. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's, it exercises a wonderful stress relief tool. And it doesn't actually have to be running necessarily. I know a lot of people do running or do what, you know, work in the gym or something, which I highly, highly suggest if, if you physically are there. But even if it's just taking a walk um, or, you know, one, one wonderful technique that you can do is, is find a, uh, you know, one of those pull-up bars that goes on uh, the frame of a door. Yeah, I you have know, one. We, we, yeah, so a wonderful thing that actually my wife's uh, father taught me. He's a, 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 a retired pharmacist. And what's amazing is that, you know, when we get stressed and we're sitting at our desk for extended periods of time, when we're stressed, we tend to hunch over. And so our shoulders and our back get tight. Well, instead of um, letting that, that stress and that tightness in your spine stay there, even if you can spend 30 seconds to a minute by having one of those uh, pull-up bars on on a door frame, and then you 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 hold onto it, and you allow your body to hang there for the thirty seconds to a minute. If your arms can arms and hands can hold the weight, because what that does is it stretches your vertebrae, and it de-stresses your body even for thirty seconds or a minute. And it is amazing because when I started doing that. Uh, back, you know, let's see, five, six years ago regularly, I was going to the chiropractor twice a week and, and the chiropractor would put uh, one of those, would, would do the, you know, cracking my, my back by putting me in different positions and then would put one of those uh, nerve stimulators on my back for, you know, 15, 20 minutes. And I, it was great from a temporary standpoint, but it wasn't a long-term solution. And then when I started doing the traction that I described, I haven't had to go back to the chiropractor for five years because I'm taking care of my body on a daily basis and only for, um, you know, a minute is all it's needed if I don't have the time to go for a, a nice walk or, or some other exercise. Well, I am laughing because I bought mine two, two years ago with the mission that I was going, or it might have been three years ago now because it was when Free Solo came out. And oh, I, yeah. it was, mm-hmm. I had actually heard about, a, about Alex from a friend. And so I, anyway, long story, I thought, you know, it should really be a life mission of mine to be able to do a single pull up. So I bought the bar for that purpose. <laughs> but funny story is that I'd ended up just hanging on it <laughs> instead and I found that it like really stretched my back out and if mm-hmm. I if I held on to it and kind of pushed into the side I have a yep. disc bulge in one of them and it like fixed it it like yes. went away from doing that yep. like and so I don't I still have not done a pull-up but I hang on it like at least a couple times a week and it feels so good. Like my whole neck stretches out and it just feels incredible. (laughs) It's amazing. And, and that's all you need. You know, you don't, um, and, and if your back is hurting, like I had, I had a a disc bulge as well that uh, happened when I was 19 and it was just something that all it took was a, a weird twist one way or the other. And then all of a sudden my, you know, that, that sciatica feeling going down Mm -hmm. my, my leg, it was awful. Well, yep. you know, it's, it's just, if you do it once or twice a week or once a day or whatever you can, 
it's amazing the difference and you've experienced it and i can't you know if those things you know if you go on amazon they cost you maybe 30 bucks or you might find one at a garage sale 19 dollars yeah Yeah, they're nothing they're nothing but they make a huge difference it does and so i can't i can't recommend it enough it's just a wonderful wonderful technique Likewise, I did get one of those foam rollers as well, Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I roll out my back on that. It feels so good. It's crazy how just little simple things like that, but I think think what's important here is that intuitively, we have the ability as humans to know what feels good and know what we need. I believe that, yeah, my whole thing was, ooh, I should learn how to do a pull-up, but when I started to realize how good it felt to just hang there, my body went, yeah, this is what you need. Do this. Mm-hmm. Exactly, um, and and I and it, same thing with like I would pop my back over the back of a chair, and then I got the foam rollers. Oh wow, this, this actually feels really good at night. Sometimes when I'm laying on the couch, I'll you know grab my use my peace fingers to grab my big toe and do a nice long stretch with my legs, and it's like yeah, that's what my body needed today. I think if we just slow down enough to listen, it tells us exactly what it needs. Absolutely. And that's the mistake that I made back in 2008. I didn't listen to my body and I just kept on pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. And, uh, you know, until it's, it gets to the point where the body says, okay, if you're not going to listen to me there, we're going to give you a real serious situation. So it's, it, it is true. And it's funny because the pull-up bar is so much more comfortable for me uh, than I have an inverse table to do the same thing. But the 30 seconds to a minute that I spend on the inverse table is not nearly as therapeutic because the blood is rushing to my body as I'm lying upside down. Right, right. I did it on my brothers and I was like, nope, get me off of here. I'm done with this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. Well, listen, Pete, thank you so much for, for sharing all these wonderful insights to stress at a time when people are like insanely stressed. Where can they get your book? Oh, so they can go to my website, which um, is PeteAlexander.com, and they can find just forward slash book, and it has they have opportunities to buy it directly from Amazon, either in Kindle form, in print form, in the audio form, uh, or you know they can buy it directly from me, and I'll sign it and send it to them, so that that works. And then I would highly recommend going to my blog because what I do is each Wednesday. I publish a tip that's included in the book and the book has like 120 tips. So uh, there's probably, I've been doing this since October of 20 or publishing the blog since October of 2018. So there's uh, uh, almost a hundred of the tips there uh, for them to look at it either to read or uh, I do video, a one to two video on each tip as well. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. And I, I know that this message is so important now and and always so i really appreciate the valuable you know insight that you shared oh my pleasure michaela it's been a pleasure being on your show and i thank your listeners for listening thanks so much talk soon this has been a bu find happy podcast for more inspiration check out the links